So this is Tommy Kelly, and this is the Tommy Kelly Podcast. And on today's show, I want to tell you a story. So there was this guy, and uh, let's call him John for the sake of handiness sake, and he, um, he worked in an office and it was just a, you know, a normal standard working IT type job, a computer job, and he thought it was okay, but he was looking for, you know, it wasn't totally fulfilling him or whatever, and he had an interest in art, and he had an interest in um, films and music and stuff like that, so his life work wasn't, you know, what he did at work wasn't his entire outlet. It wasn't what he was looking for for his outlet. But every evening on his way home from work, he went into his friend's cafe and had a cup of coffee and had a chat. And we called his friend Mike. And on this particular evening, after he'd been doing this for years, he, um, he noticed on the wall was this picture. And it was a line drawing of a bridge. It was snowing. And you could see a bit of the water and a and, uh, wall beside it and then a bit of the city the other side it looked kind of old-fashioned and old and he thought it was okay it wasn't particularly well drawn it uh, was a bit uninspiring it was a bit kind of lackluster it just it was fine it was but it was nicely framed and a uh, you know, nice little line drawn so he sat down had his cup of tea or his cup of coffee and uh, didn't pass any uh, remarks with So a couple of weeks go by and he's back in the coffee shop and he notices the drawing on the wall again and kind of catches his eye. So he asks his friend Mike about it and what it is. And Mike goes, oh, I, I did that. That's, that's mine. He goes, all right, I didn't know you could draw. And he goes, yeah, yeah, well, it's just something I kind of did on and off over the years. And John goes, well, what, you know, what's the inspiration? What's the thing? And Mike goes, you know, and he thought about it for a minute. That was the happiest day of my life. And I wanted to capture it down uh, as a piece of art, as a drawing. I wanted to capture it because I didn't have anything about it other than my memories. And the story is that when I was about 10 or 11, I can't really remember, um, I had gone to the city with my dad and it was Christmas time and it was snowing and there was the lights up around, around the city of, you know, the Christmas lights, Christmas decorations. There's people on the street all being really friendly to each other. There's people singing, there's carol singers, people are collecting, all the shops look amazing and all that. And I remember just walking down beside the river and looking over at the bridge and the lights and the whole thing and the night thing and then looking up at my dad and just being so happy and so content and just that moment just kind of, you know, ingrained itself in my mind. So the night went down anyway and they talked about other things and uh, John was about to leave and he looked over, he went back over to the drawing one more time and he noticed that how, how great the drawing was and how, how it captured the exact moment that his friend Mike had talked about and how the lights on the bridge were really, really wonderful and he could almost feel like pull, pulling up his collars because the cold was there. He could feel the snow and he could, he could um, you know, he could sense the air around and the people and the atmosphere and all that. And he looked at it and goes, oh wow, that, that's a brilliant, brilliant drawing. Then a few months later, 
John happens to be looking through a magazine and he sees a picture. And it's a photograph of a bridge in wintertime, just down beside the river and over the river. It's a city, it's, it's, it's the exact same angle and shot as his friend Mike's drawing. And of course, so this really confuses him and he's wondering like, is, did someone take the exact same shot? Like it seems unlikely, I know it's a kind of probably a, a tourist attraction or it is a good shot, but did someone take the exact same shot with the same lights, same kind of, same kind of details or whatever. So he takes out the, the photo from the magazine and on his way home, he calls into, the, into Mike's shop again, into his coffee shop. But he, Mike isn't there, it's, it's one of the other workers, it's his night off. So, John goes up to the line drawn, the art on the wall, and he pulls out the photo and he looks at it. And it is exactly the same. It's exactly the same, only as a line drawn. And he begins to think that, that's strange, is it? It's, can't, it can't be exactly the same thing, so is, the, is um, Mike's memory, is he lying, is, what is the story, what, what is the, I think the line drawn is still kind of good, there is an atmosphere to it, all that kind of thing, it feels kind of good, but there's something, it's just, he can't feel it anymore, he just doesn't understand what's going on. So the next night he goes back in and he gets talking to Mike and he asks him about it, he says, I found this photo. And it's the exact same thing as your drawing, and, and I, I don't understand. Is, is 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 your memory real? Is the art real? And Mike just starts laughing. He goes, "No, no, I just made all that up." It's a, that is actually just it's a line tracing. It's a filter that I used in a, like an online program, and uh, just turned that photo into into a line drawn. I didn't draw. I can't draw. John's taken back. I said, well, why? Why would you tell me that? Because I just thought it was an interesting story. It's, you know, it seemed to, well, as I was telling it, you, you know, you felt, it made you feel good. And, uh, you know, you got something from it rather than just going, oh, it's just a filter and I printed it out because I thought it was cool. And there's actually, there's a stain on the wall. And I'm just trying to cover it more than anything. John is just kind of taken back and he just looks at the drawing on the wall and it just, it, you can see that it's a filter. You can see that it's computer generated. It's all pixelated in different areas. And, the entire magic of it is gone. The entire thing, it just looks like a bad filter, low resolution piece of artwork that you'd see on Facebook that's you know, been shared a hundred times, just really bad. So then his friend Mike says him, I've seen you come in here and look at that art and been captivated by it and loving it and thinking it was amazing and really getting in the atmosphere of it. And now that's all gone and that's all changed because of how it was created. Not one line in that has changed from the first moment you've seen it. There's absolutely nothing about that art that is in any way different from the moment I put it up in the ball until now. But you've changed. And that's changed the art, and it has destroyed the magic for you.
So, I mean, obviously it's not a true story or anything like that. And uh, it originally comes from um, an article I wrote years and years ago on Irish Comic News talking about how our appreciation of art changes by what we know about the artist or about the technique involved. And I was talking about how it seems in a large, to a large extent that how the art was made is almost more important than the, than the actual finished piece of art in that if you have a, an amazing drawing and the artist says, oh, I did that completely from memory, as opposed to I did that looking at a photo or worse, I did that by tracing a photo. Now, the art is exactly the same and each one, the end product is exactly the same, but our appreciation of it is completely different from someone who did it totally unassisted by reference and someone who, you know, traced it. So art seems to be more than just, just the finished piece. I remember years ago, myself and Finesse were watching a programme about art, and it was kind of modern art, and there was a point in it where there was this office table, and it had like a computer on it, a phone on it, a writing pad, and I think an ashtray and some cigarettes, and it was just called office table or something, and our general reaction was, that's stupid. And then something went off in my head and I kind of went, what if that, that piece of art had been called the final second? And it was about a guy who had been working in this office for 30 years. And uh, his boss comes down and he's been told that he's been fired, he's been let go and you know, he doesn't have money to pay his mortgage, he has kids at college, he has, you know, all this. His life has fallen apart. And then a couple of years later, he gets into art to try to deal with the depression of the whole situation. And, you know, it's, it's, it's kind of light at the end of the tunnel. And as a piece of art, he tries to recreate exactly what he's seen at that moment, at his office, where the, where the ashtray was, how the phone was and all that. And it was the final seconds. And then going from it being this just all oh, modern art rubbish, and it has a story for both of us, it became a much better piece of art. It's exactly the same piece of art. It's still an IKEA uh, office uh, desk, but it totally dramatically changed. So I think while that very much applies to art and uh, how we can appreciate art, um, you know, that uh, the story of art is as important as the actual piece of art. Um, it then brings up questions of what if someone is a terrible person but has created lovely art, an amazing art, like can we separate, is it possible to separate it from the art from the artist? Or what about art that doesn't have a story, but it's found and no one knows what it is, like say cave paintings, which I suppose in a sense do have a story because we've projected a story on or we you know, like to see in our head what it is. That, that they were doing, but we don't know the story. We don't know the guy or the girl who, who uh, drew that or what they were trying to, really trying to accomplish. So story with, or art with no story, you know, is it lesser art? And it isn't. So it's more than just the art versus the artist or the art versus the technique or the art versus the story. Ultimately, and my, my overall point out of this, being this, this is a magic podcast, is that this doesn't just apply to art, it applies to life and particularly applies to magic and the whole idea of, is it real? And my answer to that is always, that's the wrong question, it's, is it useful? 
And we have to decide for ourselves which is more important to you. The real, whatever that is, and real, our sense of real, or reality, or truth changes all the time. Or is the story more important? And I think when I hear the word enchantment, this is what I think about, is the re-enchantment of the world, as it's been said. And it's the stories we tell ourselves, the magic that we, uh, you know, push into our universe, our little microcosm of the macrocosm. I think that's what magic is, it's the stories we tell, the enchantments. And we have a choice between the reality or the stories we tell. And I'm always, always much more interested in the stories and ideas and the power of, for want of a better word, made up shit because that's the human bit of it. That's what we bring to this. That's what the entirety of existence seems to be. What we're doing here is to bring that to all of this, to this reality, to this, to the matrix. So ultimately the question for anyone who practices magic or dabbles in the dark arts is uh, which is more important to you? The truth of it, the truth of it as it is today, as I say, it changes. Or the story, or the enchantment. And which is more useful to you? And which gets you more of what you want and less of what you don't want? Which gets you closer to your goals, which gets you further away? And some days it'll be different. Some days the truth will get you there and you need the truth. And you need the actual reality. And some days you need the story. And I hope, I hope in this podcast I've kind of made my point. Maybe I haven't. Maybe I was just rambling about some stupid story about a line drawing. But uh, it made sense to me. So I'm hoping in some way it makes sense to all you two. So that was the Tommy Kelly podcast. And just trying that new format, trying new things, see how it goes. Might work, might not work. Um, the idea being that trying to do something that works better visually for people who are watching on, say, YouTube and still works as a, an audio kind of podcast or whatever. So if you like that kind of thing, then go to adventuresandwooboo.com and you can find loads of more podcasts. You can find more videos, vlogs. You can find all about the 40 Servants, which is this magic and divination system that I created. That's all there. There's uh, loads of blogs, loads of talk about magic, all the things you could possibly want if you're interested in those type of things. So check that out. And if you can, leave a like, subscribe, share, do all those things that people ask you to do at the end of podcasts and YouTube videos. But mostly, good people of the internet. Be well.